Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome to the very first episode of the FPL Masterclass. This is something different, guys. You're probably familiar thinking, why Hader and Rob back for a different type of show? Well, this is the new fantasy show that we're doing. We do the Masterclass. There'll be some more amazing shows coming up on this channel. So make sure you do hit that subscribe button. But Rob, welcome. You're really excited because you're a massive FPL nerd. You absolutely love this. You've got your little notepad out. You can probably hear that. Uh, little pad of paper over there. <laughs> and uh, he's a bit of a nerd. He keeps on telling me how he's obviously going to win the league. We've got a league. If you're watching this, you can see at the bottom right-hand corner, that league code is 2RG2DX. And uh, we'd love you guys to join. There's going to be some great prizes. It's going to be really exciting. And you can prove that you're better than Rob because he's going on about how he is in the top 1%. And uh, you can have a chance of beating me. I'm not as good as Rob. But Rob, welcome to the first show. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I know you're excited. You're like a kid at Christmas. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the FPL Masterclass. Thank you very much, Haydar, and hello to the audience. Um, Yeah, excited every year. Always excited about FPL. Uh, I've played it since day one. Um, It's something that I think over the years has become more of an obsession for football fans than it ever was before. It was always seemed a bit niche to people. Fantasy League was an American thing that they did in the NFL, in the NBA, and we just didn't do that kind of thing over here. Well, that's changed. Those days have gone. Uh, And we're now obviously here doing our own show for FPL. Kind of marries in a little bit with our masterclass products, what we do, where we talk about tactics uh, and very much show that FPL is about tactics and how you pick your team. Uh, And what we're going to do today really is kind of go through the elements 
of how you pick your team. We're not going to talk down to any of you. You know, it might be the first time that you've ever done FPL in your life, or you might be a regular player. But what we're here to do is to help you along week to week to pick your team, give you proper information, no shouting, no screaming, no bragging. Like, I know Haydos talk about me there wanting to win everything and all this. It's just that I do win the league most years. Uh, last year, I was top 1% in the world. So that is kind of how I do it. Uh, I think I've done it seven out of 10 years. So it's a game that I like playing. Uh, and we'll try and give you that information and that knowledge. He says that while saying he's not bragging. He's been telling me all week how he's in the top 1%. But look, Rob, um, what can viewers expect? Because... There are a lot of fancy podcasts out there, but I can tell you right now, I've listened to a few of them. Um, I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're very interesting. I think you've got to have a right blend of statistics, a bit of banter, a bit of fun. So, uh, yeah, what can the viewers expect? Because, um, you know, there are going to be some differences to this and the masterclass. There are going to be some exciting guests coming on, some different guests, some musicians, things like that. So, yeah, tell the listeners about that. And uh, you've got some interesting uh, developments to come, haven't you? Yeah, well, look, these shows, when people do them and they do their own podcasts around FPL, they tend to get very stats heavy. Now, we also will be using stats. There's no doubt about that. You can't get away from it. That's how you plan your team week to week to week. But we also wanted to do a show that had, you know, a little bit more lighthearted, that had more kind of audience participation. We want to hear what you guys are doing. We want to hear your teams, your tips as well. And obviously we can share them here. But we also want to have guests on the show. So obviously on the Masterclass, it's normally just me and Haydar because we're talking about United. It's very specifically about tactics and formations and double pivots. I know not all of you like that. But for us oh, in terms Rob, of doing... you're not allowed to say that word. I can say that word. It's, like I said, well, I didn't invent it. I didn't invent yeah. that word. It, 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 it was, was, it was it a wasn't invented. And it wasn't invented by geeks, and it, it hasn't just come no, up in the last few years. It, it, it didn't just appear in one of my tweets magically out of nowhere. It's actually in a coaching manual somewhere. But the point is, is that when we look at uh, do the FPL one, we want to have people on who might necessarily not be from a footballing background, but love the game, because I think that's really where FPL and its popularity has grown now. It's kind of much more of a cultural thing that, that people talk about it in the workplaces and they talk about it obviously online and social media. It's a huge, it's a huge kind of niche market in itself, but of course it's massively connected to the game that we love. So even though you play FPL different to how you might play the game with the ball on the deck, it's still very much the same thing and you can marry the two things up. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a great comment here from Cohen. It's great to see you here. Great to see a couple of regulars here. But uh, so Rob does get high. <laughs> he, I know he says, don't get too high, don't get too low. But when it comes to FPL, he does definitely get high. But Rob, look, let's uh, let's talk about what um, FPL players should do to have a successful season. So I'm just going to talk about myself because last season we were both in the league together. Weren't we? we were in Usman's league. Uh, shout out to Usman. He's actually got a fancy league as well. So do join that one. Um, but... It's all about consistency, right, isn't it? It's all about not, for example, making too many transfers at the beginning and losing too many points. And uh, also not not giving up, because I gave up maybe a, th a third of the way into the season, halfway into the season. So, I mean, there's a good question here from Ronan saying, look, I've never played fantasy Premier League or been interested in it. Can you sell it to me? So let's do that first before we talk about some of these things, because I, uh, I think a lot of people think, what is it? Is it hassle? You've got to change your team every single week. Some weeks you're going to forget. That happens as well. Very, very possible. So, uh, you know, I what, think what it was to sell it to Ronan. Okay. In the days before smartphones, it was hassle because you had to log on. 
you had to sit at a desk, you had to work it all out, and it was very much hassle. I still kind of did it even back then. But now we've got smartphones, you, there's no hassle. It's the same as looking at Twitter or looking at any app. You can go on, you can make your decisions. There's lots of third-party apps as well to kind of help you make choices. That's kind of partly what this show is based on. But you're just saying there that you've never played it before. The whole idea of it is maybe looking at football from a slightly different angle. So if you're a United fan, and no doubt for obviously our audience, lots of our people that watch us are United uh, supporters. And there's always maybe that kind of leaning towards just looking at the football club, doing stuff with the football club, and maybe then replicating that in your FPL team. This is a much broader game. So you're, you can actually pick players from teams you don't like. Now, that's a weird thing normally. You're not supporting those players. And this is one of the things that I think some old school fans don't like because they don't want people cheering hat-tricks for uh, uh, strikers from other football clubs. Well, and that's, that's, not... actually, that's actually a great point. And yeah. I've seen it a lot on Twitter. So, you know, uh, there's a comment here, you know, um, from Best in Canton saying, I've never played FPL, it was never my thing, but I'm curious. I, I do think there's an element of that, Rob. That's actually a great point. Mm. That the older fan, for example... I remember last season, I think Spurs were 1-0 down and a few people had Spurs as their captain. Uh, sorry, Harry Kane as their captain. Harry Kane scored a last-minute goal. Obviously, that made Tottenham closer to United, but it also hmm. gave them double points. And there were United fans that were getting happy about it. And I think that's something that maybe an older generation of fan can't understand. And I don't know, like for me personally, I, I'm a lover of football in general, right? And for me, most Salah sitting in my team, I don't want Liverpool to win. But I'm also, I also enjoy the game element of it. I also like to watch other teams that aren't Manchester United. There are a lot of older fans who only want to watch Man United. So what would you say to that? Because there is there is that element of it. And then when younger fans are like, oh, yes, Harry Kane scored, you know, the older fans are thinking, why are you cheering them on? But it's it's not as it seems, is it? Yeah, it's not, it's not cheering them on, in inverted commas. It is more of a case of knowing how the game works and wanting to win the game. But it's different. It's not the same as like, cheering a Bruno Fernandes goal. Now, for instance, if you're a United fan, you can pick Bruno Fernandes in your team. You can pick three United players in your team. You could make it heavy towards the team you like. We're going to kind of explain that that's not really the best way to play FPL. And it is one of the most common mistakes. And we're going to go through in a minute, kind of the, not the do's and the don'ts, but just the real, the real hints and tips that will get you from being maybe, say, an average player. Now, you've got to look at this. There's 8.2 to 8.3 million players in the world of FPL. So there's a lot of players. I think when I first started playing it, it was about a million or a million and a half. And that felt like a lot of players in those days. So to get in that top 1%, you know, you try and, you're trying to get somewhere in that top 100,000. You've got to kind of analyse these players about what they do on a football pitch. Now, we do that with the masterclass with the United players, and we try and not just do it on, on feeling or passion. You know, we do have those things, but we're trying to do it on breaking down the stats and looking, say, for us at formations and your use within that formation. This is a kind of wider version of it, but in a kind of much more relaxed game format. You know, there isn't that pressure of your, your football club winning on losing. It's about picking players that accumulate points regularly every week. And you being a football fan, being smart enough to recognise that, and maybe the trends within that, picking up on it 
and putting these players in your squad. And the beauty of FPL is that every season there are always kind of wildcard players that people don't think of or kind of just pop up out of nowhere. And if you can get in there first before everyone else in that FPL community, that's a big kind of uptick because people, people are always looking for those hints and tips. And that's also what we're going to try and do on this show is to give you some of that not inside knowledge, but maybe just giving you the opportunity to consider players that you wouldn't have considered before. That's a great point. You know, remember the days of uh, Michu, who was an absolute, he was an, he was oh, a Michu, yeah. FBL legend. You know, he did the one season one. But I'm going to read out a few comments here, Rob. So there's one from Shea saying, you know, he's been playing for nearly 10 years. This season, he's decided to keep an eye on uh, quite a lot of players. Um, but the issue he's having is that he, you know, he never puts United players into it. It's superstitious. I actually do do that as well. Rob's on the same. Bruno Fernandes is the first player in years. If I find that when I go with my heart and go, all right, I'm going to put United player in, that's when I have a bad year. And another thing as well is that, you know, there's a good comment here as well saying, and if you're a United fan, you don't have to support Liverpool to win. Let's say you pick Salah, he scores goals, you get points. doesn't matter. doesn't matter if he wins or loses. Target the players will score and assist. And that's the point, you know. I've had many times with Liverpool, Liverpool, I want them to lose. Salah's got me a goal or two. He's a captain. Obviously, I'd rather Liverpool lost. But it's a bit of fun. And for me, Rob, it's a social thing as well. At work, we've got a massive league. There's forfeits as well if you lose. I know last year I was talking to a couple of guys from work. And uh, the loser, so I'm in Ireland, I'm in Dublin. The loser had to go and book an Airbnb for himself, like on one of the islands, one of the worst places to go and stay by himself and stay there for the weekend. Love Ireland. Love, love Ireland. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're desperate to uh, watch it tonight. but um, it's on now, isn't it? Now, obviously, yeah. <laughs> just to clear that one up. No, we, we're going live with Love Island now. We're taking them on. And uh, if, you, if you're into FPL, you will not be watching Love Island. <laughs> that's exactly. But but that's the thing. So there's so many fun things. I just look at it as a social aspect as well. Like, I yeah. have a lot of friends who don't actually like football. I've got a cousin who's very, he's very smart, very techie does not watch football he's amazing at fpl why because he literally sits there and goes through the numbers and then he picks totally. on he's not emotionally attached so yeah but let's talk about some of those mistakes a couple more mistakes rob uh, that people yeah. do make and if there are some new listeners here let's try and get them on let's try and get them signed up this year because i think it'd be it'd be great for people to try it out and uh you know it's, it's good fun yeah, obviously, if you did want to sign up, you can just go to the FPL website, which is through the Premier League, and then you just insert our code there, which is on the bottom of the screen, 2RG, and I can't see the rest of it now because your comments just jumped up on there, 2DX. Um, but yeah, you can do that and obviously join. So just looking at common mistakes and do's and don'ts. So the real first common mistake, as I've already just mentioned there, is that you don't pick players from teams that you don't like. So Salah being a classic one. Salah's been a top two, three, four player in FPL for years. If you kind of renege his points and say you don't want them, that's your choice. But you've got to go and then find the points elsewhere. It makes the game harder. But then one of the other things that people tend to do a lot of is they just pick their favourite players. So they just kind of do FPL with their hearts. Now, as Hayden was just saying there, lots of players play FPL who've got no interest in football at all. They like the number side of it. So they can see who's performing at a rate six points, eight points a week, and they pick their teams around that. And it's amazing how many people in a social aspect do that at work. And as Hayda's just saying, yeah, that's, a, that's a really common thing. We see that more and more now. Um, one of the obviously things that Hayda mentioned at the top of the show is that people tend to stop picking their teams as they go on. So if they're making mistakes or it's not working for them, and the general thing is that people might do it for two or three weeks, and then by week four or week five or week six, they either forget 
or they get to halfway in the season, they go, oh, I've not logged on once. Oh, my God. And of course, by then, there's no chance of winning your league or moving up. So hopefully our show will remind you of that. You'll see this show everywhere. It's going to be on Twitter. Obviously, it'll be on your timelines. So even if you're a person that does not particularly fastidious about picking teams every week, you might see our show on a, the day before deadlines and you might think, ah, I need to change my team. So we will offer you that service with it. One other big mistake that players make, I find now every season, is that when the presses happen on Fridays generally, which is where the managers obviously tell us what goes on and tell journalists and tell the public what their players are doing, most football fans don't have their ear to the ground on that. So they miss some really key information. Generally, if players are injured or if they're out of form or if they're not simply going to feature because, you know, if they've got a cold and suddenly they can't be in the team that all happens in the presses so if you guys are wanting to do this well always keep your eye on that friday press conference because pep guardiola will tell you what you need to do with your team you just need to listen to him and you'll able to pick up some some real good tips from there yeah that, that's a massive thing that i was i was picking up on last season actually which i wasn't looking at as much and there's some great websites rob fpl fpl scout it's a great it's website. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. Like, if you actually want to know what to do week in, week out, if you're a new new starter, go and have a look at the website. They've got some great articles. They've got a YouTube channel as well, actually, but this place is better, so you'll, you'll want to be here. Not over there. I'm not going to be promoting them. Um, but look, there's, a, there's a comment here from Alan saying, you know, he did quite a lot of fantasy baseball and NFL mm -hmm. football in the work league. I had my teams. I rooted for Dodgers and Seahawks, but nothing to do with players, which I picked. That's the thing as well, Rob, I do want to pick up on, is actually the American, I'd say American and Canadian fans actually really do enjoy it because their, their game's also more nuanced. This is actually very simple. And and yeah. I actually, I'd rather that they did make this more nuanced, you know, where there were pre-assists and things like mm -hmm. this, where if someone completed 95% of passing in midfield, players like Jorginho, players like, uh, you know, for example, Rodri, players like this who are going to be doing loads of passes who won't get as many goals. Jorginho does take penalties though, but those sort yeah. of players don't get the recognition in the game. That And has that affected, Rob, has that actually affected the way that people view football now because it is goal assist um, Ronaldo. yes and no I, I say no because uh fpl addressed that over the last couple of years and they do have a rating system that if you have players who perform well on the football pitch but obviously not getting your natural goals not getting your assists not getting your clean sheets that they they do have a ranking system that gives them bonus points so you will find that someone like kante even though he never scores and never gets assists that he might actually get those three extra bonus points every week. So there's, there's a kind of a very cute uh, scoring system for scoring goals, getting assists, depending whether you're a midfielder, an attacker, or whether you're a defender. And if you're a goalkeeper, fantastic if you're doing those things. But obviously, there's clean sheets as well for goalkeepers. So the scoring system is all there on FPL, and you can have a look at that. And it's all quite simple. It has to stay simple because I think the deeper you get into it, the more the casual fan will move away from it. And that's where I think FPL have got the balance right. So I'm just going to kind of also want to talk about here about the things that you should do, because I kind of just said the negative bits about what you shouldn't really do on FPL and uh, to kind of consider to make your team going forward. But I always say with me, the way I do it is I always look at FPL as a six-week game. Yeah, that's it. Just six weeks. Don't look at the end of the season. Don't look at it just for this week. Always quite and look at it for a kind of six-week period because in that six weeks, you can manipulate the players in there who are playing smaller teams or worse teams or out-of-form teams. So that will help you kind of pick your, your, uh, your overall squad moving forward. But for the first week, which is where we are today, only look at the first three weeks. 
we look at the first three weeks because there are still signings happening. So we're going to see, obviously, Chelsea make a major signing in the next few weeks. I will talk about that player that Manchester United fans are very, very uh, au fait with, a striker, obviously, coming from Italy. Um, and he's a player that will feature in weeks to come, but is not on the site at the moment. Um, but always kind of look at or target the best fixtures within that. And again, we will talk about that week to week. With transfers, and this is, again, people obviously just saying that they're just starting out with us here, is that you get one tree transfer every week, but after uh, if you don't use it, you then get two transfers. And I always recommend people to try and roll over for two weeks. People are always really, really tempted to just go every week, transfer, 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 transfer. And then what happens? The player you transfer out goes and scores a hat-trick. Doesn't that happen all the time, Haydar? Oh, so it's sods law, that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so don't waste points by tinkering. You know, don't actually make extra transfers. And that's a really, really important part. You can tinker all you want in your head, but get that team right as you go forward. The other thing I wanted to say was for as a points tally to kind of think of every week. People say, oh, how many points should I get? What, what, what is my upper echelon? And, you know, some weeks you'll get 100 points, 110 points, and you'll think you're the best FP, FPL player in the world. And then the following week you get 28. And you're like, ah. Always try and average 60 points per week. So that's how I play the game. So if I hit my 60 points, I'm happy. I don't care if someone else has done better than me. If Haydar's had a blinder and he's got 120 points because Jaden Sancho, he picked that week and he got a hat-trick and six assists or something like that, it will all balance itself out. But the last tip on that is that if it's not working for you in those opening weeks, use your wild card and your wild card allows you to make unlimited transfers for one week and that will help you correct your team yeah some really sound advice something i do want to say as well rob i know it's a small point but something i did for the first time last year i had two goalkeepers that was one of the best things that i've done i always used to go and spend always. big on a goalkeeper and had for example a, a david de gea or an edison and then i'd have someone that didn't play having two keepers one who was uh, more budget. You could even go for a you know, promoted team or a relegation, relegation team keeper because they're going to be busy all game. You, know, you could get an extra two, three points, even if they concede just because of the amount of saves they make. And the next point then after that is getting a, sort of a mid-table to, to hire keepers. So no, I think that's some great advice. But let's talk about some of the key teams that we're going to be looking at going into the first, let's say the first three weeks. So the ones we've picked are Villa, and they've got Watford, Newcastle, and Brentford. United, we are obviously United fans, but Leeds will be a tough game. And then you've got Southampton, who are looking like they're selling half their team at the moment, and then Wolves. And Leicester have Wolves, West Ham, and Norwich. So looking at those three teams, well, let's start with Villa. Now, Villa have lost Jack Grealish, who was the creative hub of their team. They have Sainz Bundia, who was fantastic last season and the season before. Remember when he was in FPL, he was a very good player to have, very creative. Um, you're also looking at Danny Ings as well. You can also look at Villa's defence. I think Matt Target is an option. So what are you thinking of Villa? Because I think people, while they've done some good business, people are a bit surprised that you're gone for Villa as opposed to maybe Chelsea. Liverpool have some good fixtures as well. So why Aston Villa? Well, this again plays into what we've said here at the start of the show is about it's not necessarily about the big clubs or your favourite clubs or the big players. It's always about balance and looking at who has got the most favourable fixtures. So you mentioned those three teams there. Manchester United are in there, not because we're United fans, but because they fall into that bracket of having favourable fixtures at the start of the season. Now, 
Leeds, Southampton, Wolves, as we know, as United fans, we'll all be nervous about those games. But when you put them down on paper and look at them statistically, they are good opening fixtures. So that kind of lets you lean towards United's players when you pick a team. And what we'll show after this uh, segment is the team that actually I've picked this week for my game week one and game week two. So when you look at Villa and you look at those teams they're playing, Watford, Newcastle and Brentford, when you look at Villa's form from last season and that carryover, everything tells you that Villa could get three clean sheets out of that. So if you've got a Villa defender in there somewhere in your team and you get clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet, that's probably going to be the easiest 18 points you learn all season. So that's why you look at it like that and you don't go with, say, your heart and your heads trying to push them together and th form this big brain of fancy football and go, no, 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 I've got to just pick Chelsea players. I've got to just pick Liverpool players. I've got well, you can't do that anyway because you can only pick three. And there will be weeks where Chelsea do have favourable fixtures and you will go Chelsea heavy. But that's why you've got to be smart and look ahead in the fixtures and the fixtures that are, are coming because that's how you plan your team out strategically. It's too easy just to kind of go. And I saw it last year with friends of ours who kind of make seven transfers because they've got sick of their team and they give up 25 points because X, Y, and Z and they get frustrated. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. We know that catchphrase, don't we? It really does apply to FPL is that you need to kind of look at it with, with kind of a calmness to you. But we look at Villa, you look at United, but the other team there we mentioned were Leicester, Wolves, West Ham and Norwich. When you look at that kind of fixture list there and the fact that they've got, say, someone like Jamie Vardy up front, you know Vardy's going to play. He's the only player that's going to play in that in that role. You Ian might, you, you might look at Ian Acho. If, if this is what I'm saying, if uh, they go with two up top, which is what they might do this year, you might then find that Ian Acho is the person that you lean towards rather than Vardy. Vardy being a kind of much more premium player in terms of the pricing. But when you look at Villa, and you just said there, you know, Danny Ings has gone there. Danny Ings scored goals for a relatively average Southampton team against everyone. So Danny Ings tells you that he can do that. doesn't matter who he's playing. Uh, and when you look at United, obviously, I think when you look at uh, where we came in the, in the league last season, obviously second, and how uh, certain players performed. And there's also some mythology around that, which we're going to talk about in terms of players. Um, but obviously, Bruno Fernandes was the highest scoring player in Fantasy League last year. So you could look at those games and maybe plump for uh, for Bruno over someone else. But that is a kind of individual choice. You need to kind of look at all the data and decide whether he's your right player going forward for these three weeks, but also for that kind of six week spell. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up Jats actually shared this team with us, Rob. So let's let's actually have a cool. look at it. So Emmy Martinez in goal. I believe he was the top goalkeeper. I mean, he was. he's number he one. Was, he's who I brought in this season. I didn't have him in last season at all, but he's the one I brought in. And then Jack's got Trent, Ben White, Luke Shaw. Let's talk about Luke Shaw, Rob. <laughs> so Manchester United's uh, fixtures again. We've we've spoken about him. Leeds, Southampton, Wolves. Luke Shaw's pretty much, pretty much definite to start. I mean, look, he is going to start one of the first names on the team sheet. Are you are you of the view that Luke Shaw's a must-have this year in that defence, or would you be going for any other United defender? Well, up until I think this morning, Luke Shaw was the most picked player on Fantasy Premier League. So on FPL, more players had him than any other player. I think he's got a 51% pick rate. Now, 
people have picked him 51% of everyone playing. So if you think that's 8 million players at the end of the day, you can do the maths. Obviously over 4 million players are going to end up picking Luke Shaw. That's not a bad thing. Luke Shaw had a great season last year. For me, he was United's player of the season. Scored a, the, a goal in the European final, didn't he, for England. His stock has risen and risen and risen. We see that Manchester United have employed new coaches for set pieces. Who's going to be taking that set piece? Luke Shaw. So he is a, a kind of obvious pick. However, last season of Fancy Premier League, Aaron Wambasaka scored more points than Luke Shaw. So the perception obviously is, is that Luke Shaw is the better player. He is. The perception is, or kind of the mythology around it, is that Luke Shaw will get you more points in the next 12 months than Aaron Wambasaka. Last season proved that that's not the case. We'll touch on that a little bit more later on when we talk about the team that I've picked for the opening game weeks. But I understand why people have picked Luke Shaw. Great pick. He could give early returns. As I said, those first three fixtures for United look look very appealing. If United could set, set pieces out and sort them out, then you will absolutely see that Luke Shaw will be racking up the points. And if Varane comes into the team early and helps United get clean sheets, that will also benefit Luke Shaw. Rob, very, very interesting comment here saying, you know, the smaller teams actually have players that give you consistent points. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have those smaller players that come in and do it week in, week out. Yeah. And someone like Stuart Dallas from Leeds, one of the highest point earners last season. Uh, last season. Yeah. But Rob, I was checking today when I was doing my team. I actually did my team just before this. I'm I'm very much uh, like I wait till the deadline. That's that's how I do it every single week. Sometimes I do it the morning off. Gives me time. If I'm trying to do it before I go to bed on a Friday night, I end up getting stressed. So I need to have that, you know, sort of that pressure <laughs> to get it done. Um, so it takes me a while. But Stuart Dallas is a midfielder this year. This year, yes. He's not a defender. So and, and unfortunately, yeah, uh, they've they've reclassified players. They do it every year. So for instance, one season they reclassified Martial as a as a midfielder when he was a striker. And it was mainly because they looked at where he was operating, which part of the pitch. So Stuart Dallas um, operates as a defender. But as we know, he's more of a wing back. And he spent most of his time attacking last year for Leeds in their crazy pressing system under Bielsa. And, and Dallas was a huge benefactor of that. A cheap player from a team that had been promoted. I think he was kind of like four, 4.5 million. And he ended up being one of the kind of top 20 players across the whole season, simply because he was a defender getting attacking points. So that can skew it in terms of your own points total if you can choose players that do that. And I have kind of leaned on that for my selection, which again, we'll talk about a bit later on. But you can do that. So Trent Alexander-Arnold is the classic one that happens every year. Trent is a fullback. He is classified as a defender. So what, expensive, Rob. What do he, he's 7.5 million, but what does he do? He gets loads of assists. Like even last year when people were saying he wasn't playing well, he still got more assists than anyone else. You know, Liverpool get clean sheets as well, especially when they're on form. And when you kind of look what's around him, it's quite simple for him because he's crossing the ball into the box and meeting players like Salah, who score lots of goal, Mana, who scores lots of goal, and even Firmino gets the odd one. So he's always going to be a provider. However, he gets points as a defender. He's not a midfielder because he's he's a fullback, essentially. So in Liverpool system, so they don't reclassify players like that. But then you do get anom anomalies like Dallas, where he's been moved now into the midfield. But he's still at a really, really good price. And he will be the kind of player this year that continues to get gets assists. Even though he's playing as a midfielder this year, he'll still pick up lots of points. I mean, you remember El Mohamedi a few years ago when he was at yeah. Hull? 
He was an absolute dream. He was what, about four and a half million. He was playing yeah. as a, as a winger, but he was classified as a defender and he was fantastic. But look, there's a couple of people who are bringing in their teams. I'm just going to read them yeah, out quickly. You know, Martinez, uh, Cresswell. So actually, I want to touch on the, the West Ham fullbacks. So between them, so Kufal and Cresswell, they had 20 assists between yep. them. That's yep. staggeringly good. I think only the Liverpool pairing got more assists. So you'd be pretty crazy, wouldn't you, not to have a West Ham defend well fullback in your team. You're looking here as well. Aaron's who just come up from with Norwich again. Luca Dini, I'm quite surprised. He, he's a fantastic player, but I'm not too sure about Everton how they're going to be this year. I think it's too much of a risk for me. Ricardo Pereira, Jin Sancho, and Bruno and Greenwood. You can tell Masood's obviously a United fan. Uh, Buendia, Ings, and Cavalier. Talk to me a little bit about the United trio. I mean, I don't think Sancho's going to start. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to play against Leeds. Maybe on the bench. Bruno Fernandez. That's self-explaining. Mason Green was an interesting one, Rob. A couple of years ago, he was a great, great price at about five and a half million. And that's when he scored all those goals. But he's a bit more expensive these days. Still a great price at seven and a half million. Uh, classified as a midfielder as well, which would give you more points if he scores goals like a striker. Um, what I would say about that team, it's a really, really good team. We'll talk about Cresswell as well, because I think he's a really interesting player. Um, Sancho isn't going to play game week one. He might play game week two and he might get on against Leeds. Let's be honest. You know, United might give him that kind of 20 minutes spell at Old Trafford in front of the crowd, depending if they need a goal or not, or what his fitness levels are like. Um, but kind of looking at uh, the team there, uh, Cresswell, um, I think West Ham are a, are a pendulum swing because one year they're great and one year they're terrible. But what can you rely on with Cresswell? Well, last season he got 11 assists, but he also got 11 clean sheets. So that was because West Ham obviously had a good season. So you can lean on teams that are doing that, the teams that may be just above mid-table that are getting clean sheets but have dead ball specialists. So Cresswell is a classic, is that he takes every corner. And what's the benefit of having Cresswell at West Ham is that Suchek scores lots yeah, of headers. Yeah, look at the size of the players in the so, box. Exactly. So that's where you need to look at the games to come because when you look at kind of West Ham's opening games, they're not they're not terrible but like we've just put there that they're playing Leicester in, in game week two. Now, if they play well, they could beat Leicester, couldn't they? But if you're if you're thinking that Leicester are going to be a top four team, top five team this year, or Leicester have more firepower, then that could be one where you see the non-Lingard West Ham comeback. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you look at the team, I think Buendia as well there, you know, very creative player. I do believe that he might well be out. I think yeah, he's got, well, he's got a knock. Mentioned that he might be okay. I've not seen that in the comments, but yeah, I think he's got, he's a 75% chance up to FPL as of this morning that he might not play. So that's always something that you need to check all the time. Just but I think the rest of the team... Up here, Rob, Villarreal just scored against Chelsea. What's it? What is that? The the European Carling European Cup, Community Shield. Yeah. something. I don't, I don't. I don't. Is it on? I don't know. More more oh. people are watching Love Island and yeah, this show. Are. More people are watching Love Island. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great team, and I think when you look through it, that you know, there's not a lot of uh, holes you could pick through in that team as a starting eleven. What I will say is that you just got to look at the fixtures coming up. Greenwood, you said, just mentioned there, the United player, seven point five million. If Greenwood goes on a right spell this year and plays as a number nine and scores twenty five goals, he is going to be one of the top players in FPL, top five, top six. So very I think, possible, Rob. Very I think it's seven stuff as number nine. At seven point five million, he's very much in. He's below mid-range. You know, I think mid-range is now around the 8 million mark. And if you can get players from 7.5 
eight, even the kind of 6.5 range around that kind of a mark of price. As long as you're getting regular points from them, they're worth it in your squad. It's good balance. Now, another good pick there, Aaron's. So I picked Aaron's three years ago in my team. Why? Because he's a flying fullback who plays that front-footed game. And can't defend Rob. He can't defend. That's the problem. So that's the issue is that he and might Norwich get an assist. Defend. He might get an assist and Norwich might concede five. So you that's the balancing point of where you might pick a Cresswell because Cresswell will get you assists from corners, but West Ham might just be a little bit more mm, tighter when it comes to getting clean sheets. Yeah, hundred percent. Um and the interesting thing about the sort of seven and a half million players, I mean you can get a lot of a lot of player for your money. You've got Mason Mount, seven yeah. and a half million. You've yeah. got Gundogan, seven, seven and a half million. He was fantastic last season. Yeah. And obviously you've got Greenwood as another one. Yeah. So and, and, and Calvin Lewin is always a good one, yeah. but he's becoming a premium player. And yeah. the thing is, Everton have got a decent start to the season, so it's a decent pick. The issue with Dominic Calvert Lewin is that if he doesn't get service, he's not the kind of player like say Danny Ings. Danny Ings can kind of get the ball in and around the box and make his goal. Whereas Dominic Calvert-Lewin is much more of a kind of straight service. line number nine. Yeah. He needs the service. And we've seen in pre-season that one of the top players at the start of last year, James Rodriguez, who was brilliant on the FPL at the start, I think he's going to be a complete dud, even if he's still in the Premier League. He, he's on his way out. If someone... I think he's on his way out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Jota's another one here, Jack, saying Jota's yep. a... Jota was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, injury. yeah. Rob, I'm yeah. going to bring up one more one more person's team before we cool. go into yep. your team. Yeah. Um, so Shear's got, uh, I mean, Shear seems like a really, uh, really keen FBL player. Shear, if you're watching this, it looks like you're watching this on Twitter, get over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. We'll be doing this show every single week. Yes, please. Um, yeah. So please do. We'd like to see you in the comments. You've got some great comments here. So let's have a look at your team as well. He's gone for Martinez in goal. Simekas is interesting, Rob, because I've gone for him as well. He's very cheap. Four million. Um, with uh, Robertson out as well, I think he's a great shout. You're looking at that first fixture against Norwich. Liverpool should win that. Cancelo was fantastic last season. He was probably, for me, the best um, defend defensive option. Again, he was quite expensive. I believe six and a half million this year. Ryan Bertrand's interesting. Just moved to Leicester as well. Very interesting. It looks like he, he's a very interesting player. I mean, he, I think he had for a couple of, couple for a couple of seasons. Rob at Southampton, he was a really good option to have. He was. He was marauding forward. He was getting assists. Um, then you're looking at Zaha. Interesting one. Salah, Ben Rama. Again, that's an interesting one. So Zaha, Ben Rama, and Mares are all interesting options for me. I think quite quite uh, big differentials they are. Um, I think Mares, Mares is a fantastic player, and he has been for the last few years. But we'll see if he plays. I think that's the main thing with Pep. Tony's another good option. We'll talk about Tony when we look at your team. Yeah. Ings and then Vardy. So talk to me about Cancelo... Bertrand, Zaha, Benrahma, and Mares, because that, that's half the team, which I think I, I don't think I would have gone for those those well, players. I'll talk about some of them now and a little bit later on, because some of them do marry up with my team that I'm going to put out there. Um, I would say, first of all, let's talk about Zaha. Uh, Zaha is a very, very streaky player. So Zaha can give you huge points returns over, say, a two or three game spell. And he is the perfect kind of in and out player. So you might kind of look at him, say, Palace are maybe playing three of the bottom six through those weeks. And Zaha is going to play as the striker, even though he uh, he's down as a midfielder. So you can look at that and use him. So would I pick him in the opening weeks of the season? No. Why? Because Palace's fixtures are a little bit iffy. And Palace are in a, the middle of a new project. You know, they're going to be 
bringing in new talent and they're going to try different systems. So I always find that that is, is more risky when you're picking your FPL players because you're not quite sure what they're going to do. There's no doubt that Zaha will play more through the middle than he will wide. I think the days of him being a kind of out-and-out out winger have gone. Yeah. And he's, he's at Palace to score goals and create goals. So if you want him in for that reason, no problem. It's just that you have to decide whether there's someone else who might be able to do it better than him. Comparing him to, say, Mares. Now, Mares, if he plays, and even if he doesn't play... Manchester City's top six or seven players across the midfield generally will rotate but still score heavily. So Mares might only play 25 minutes in the next, like each of the last two, next two or three games. He might come on 25, 25, 25, and he might get you goal assist goal. So if he does that, he'll be more than worth it in those three games because the City players are the only team where they have talent that scores heavily from the bench every week. So if Kevin De Bruyne's on the bench, you can bet he might only play 10 minutes, but he might get two assists. So City are a kind of anomaly. Um, they're playing Tottenham, Norwich and Arsenal in their first three games. So I think that the City players are a really, really good pick. So you pick Cancelo there as well. Um, did you say uh, talk about Bertrand as well? Bertrand yeah. has been a progressive in the past. I think he's a little bit more disciplined now. And I think at Leicester, he'll be rotated, obviously, with their existing uh, fullback options. They've got fitness issues in defence. So there's every chance that Bertrand, he has obviously played in pre-season, that he might get starts. Whether he will be ready to kind of perform at his highest level at the moment, I you know, couldn't tell you. But again, looking at that team now as an 11, it's a strong team that's got good core support there. It's got creatives. It's got goal scorers. It's got a kind of, it's got a nice flexible defence that will also maybe get you assists and you might pick up one or two clean sheets in there. Absolutely, Rob. I'm going to bring up a question before we have a look at your team here. For yeah. Christian saying, what do you think about a differential captain, Antonio, for example? Is it too risky to do that early on? But you're looking at the fixtures, Rob. I mean, my eyes go straight to Mo Salah. You just can't look at anyone else. He look, he might play Liverpool, etc., etc. But his goal return is insane. He'll be up there with the top scorers again. Whether Liverpool have a good season or not, because they are looking a little bit shaky in pre-season, pre-season doesn't mean very much. But uh, is it a risk to go Antonio versus, I, I believe they're playing Newcastle, West Hammer? Yep. Look, it's a risk, but I love differential captains. So I change my captain pretty much every week. Because again, even though Salah might say, it's about 38 games in the season, and he might score in, say, 15 of those games, yeah, or something like that, or 12. And he might get two in some of them, and might get three in some of them. But he might score just in those games. There's plenty of times we've looked at Salah, even though he's, he's got great points totals, that he will have dud weeks. He'll get two points, two points, two points over a six-week period. And then you kind of dig into the detail and you go, ah, they're playing three teams that have got good clean sheet records, even though they're in the bottom half of the league. That's probably why that's happened. So what do you do in that situation? Because Salah so, did that a lot for me last season. I actually kept him in pretty much yeah. from start to finish. But there were so many times I was thinking, when other players dropped into form, even if I'd taken that minus four point hit and brought in, say, 
um, let's say Neto, because he had a really good spell, didn't he, before he had, tore mm-hmm. his ACL. If I'd done that and then brought Salah back in, actually, I would have done better overall, if that makes sense. You might might have done, but the first thing you'd have done is given away those four points, which is what you just said. So you would change it, and it's then, this is the whole point, what I'm trying to stress with the game is don't knee-jerk. Don't just knee-jerk and think, oh, if I change it this week, it will work. Sometimes it will, but the percentages tell you stick with Salah. But what I'm saying with the captain is that I totally agree with the comment there is that someone like Antonio, there's every chance he's going to score this weekend. So if you put the captain's armband on him, you could get some kind of return for it. So let's put it this way. Salah plays, scores a goal, gets his mandatory six points, might get a man of the match there, might get seven points overall, might get eight points if he gets the extra um, bonus system point. But Antonio might score a hat-trick. So Antonio gets your hat-trick absolutely diamond choice for your captain. So always have an open mind with your captains. And we'll talk more about captains as the weeks go on, because it's really important. It's that, so important, Rob. Yeah, I, like I you did not get my there. right at all last season. Absolutely. You said another good thing at the top of the show, which was about goalkeepers. And I think we had a conversation about this last year. I always go with two goalkeepers. I was a two because I want to rotate because if my goalkeeper is facing Salah that week, I don't want that goalkeeper in. Yeah, I don't want it because I want Salad to get my points. So I take that goalkeeper out and I put the other goalkeeper in. And that's how I rotate my goalkeepers. I don't want my goalkeepers to stop the players I've picked. Now, that doesn't stop them from doing it, but it means that you're hedging your bets. Yeah, it's kind of like a ma- making sure that you're you're doubling up where you can on your points totals. But it's almost the same with captains. So it's it's looking at when they're playing and who they're playing and and being brave and looking saying, well, hang on, I've got a striker who's in form. I think they might score because they're playing the team at the bottom of the division. So I don't need Salah this week. I can just take Salah's points as new normal. Maybe make Salah the vice captain in case that player doesn't play for whatever reason. Then you're kind of doubling up and that balances out nicely. Absolutely. And guys, if you're just jumping in as well, make sure you join our code. Um, it is so our league and our code is 2RG2DX. That's 2RG2DX. Please join. We've got over a thousand players, and uh, there'll be some cheeky prizes at the end if you manage to beat Rob, who's already who's already been practicing for about two league. weeks. In that league, I always look like I've run that league in the past. Uh, that was originally our Twitter league, and there's been th- a thousand of players. In that, so I don't generally win that one. It's just the other ones I win. Okay, yeah. Well, you, you you obviously can't you win your own. Usman's one, didn't you? You talked about Usman's one, didn't you? Yeah, Usman's one. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was... won that one. Oh, I think I don't know. We'll, we'll skip. We'll skip past that. We'll skip past that. <laughs> did you get any prize money for it, or did you just get bragging? I got a trophy. Like, Usman sent did me you? a trophy. I should go and get it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it out for uh, our second episode. Yeah. Um, but I also run a league as well, private league with like twenty or thirty mates and. We've run that for like 15 years now. And it's just, it's fun to kind of, you can chat about it. And obviously uh, you're you're always trying to steal a march on your friends. And uh, maybe this show will help you do that. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm sitting here giving advice. So, you know, I have to actually try and win the league with the guys from work. Otherwise I'll never, (laughs) Oh, and the lads from home. Otherwise I'll never let it down. But here's a question, Rob. I'm going to get your, um, while you're answering this, I'll get your team up so people can see it. But what do you suggest is the best way to divvy up your budget between goalkeeper, defence, midfield and forward? That's a really great question. Okay. Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, again, a, a common mistake. If you could leave, leave that up there, actually, just for a second, that, that question, yeah. and then we'll go to, we'll go to the team. Um, the, the way I was looking at it is this, is that strikers are overrated. Yeah, so unless you're Harry Kane, most strikers won't give you big returns for big money. 
the, t- the players that give you the biggest returns are midfielders. So if you can find midfielders that are creative, that are part of teams that get that that get uh, clean sheets regularly, that are, have man of the match performances from the center of the park, that's the way I do it. So I never kind of I never kind of divvy it up between goalkeeper, defense, midfield, and forwards. I look at what's available. So last year, my my classic shrine, uh, signing was Bamford. So Bamford at the start, everyone went, he's not going to score goals, and I was like, well. He's probably the only one at Leeds who will score goals, even if Leeds don't score a lot of goals because he's the number nine. That's how they play. Lo and behold, he had a really, really good season, didn't he? And scored lots and lots of goals and was one of the top FPL players. So you can hedge bets on that early in the season and make sure that you feel comfortable that your talent is in the right area in terms of your scoring of points. Don't feel constricted. I would say this also with goalkeepers. Don't buy two premium goalkeepers because it will mean that you're probably losing out on a premium midfielder or maybe a slightly better attacker. And defence is always good because you've just got to pick teams that are getting clean sheets. And, you know, one of those teams around mid-table are, their their defenders might be 4.5 million. Villa last year, a classic example of that. Uh, There is a Villa player in my my team from defence that you'll see in a minute. Um, And that's how you play the game is trying to make sure that you chop and change your team before deadline day and look at those pricings until you get that kind of perfect mix. And when you're there, then you can hit the button and go for the game week. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Um, look, I'll, I'll need to get the the team up because it's just come off. But uh, just talk me through your team at the moment and uh, how you've sort of structured it. Have you gone, what formation have you gone for? Um, well, I always make sure that I kind of go in defender heavy if I can to start off with for the opening game. It's much easier to kind of predict game um, to pick um, clean sheets than it is to score goals, unless you're picking Harry Kane's and players like that. So here we can see now our slide here, which is my game week one, and you can see that I've gone for a four three three. I'm kind of quite comfortable with 4 for 3 I generally play it on FPL because it just gives you that balance. I like having a front six and a solid four. And my back four are always generally either attacking players or players who get that real common clean sheet every week. Yeah, or so, they're a threat in the opposition box as well. So, so I'll just read out the team here for people that obviously can't see the screen, uh, people that are listening on Spotify. So in goal, I've got Kasper Schmeichel. Um, my back four is, I keep saying his name wrong, it's Simicass. Is it Simicass or Simicass? I, I thought it was Simicass, but... Simicass. Yeah. So, Simic- yeah. so Simicass, the Liverpool fullback. So he's in the team this week. Uh, Cresswell, which we just talked about, obviously, West Ham. Cancelo, who we've talked about there in Manchester City. And the Manchester United player that I've gone for at the back, we talked about Luke Shaw not so long ago, but I've picked Wan-Bissaka, and I will explain that pick in a minute. Now, my midfield three this year, and this will probably make some people open their eyes up because there is uh, an anomaly there that I think players will be picking at the start of the season. I've gone for Gundogan, obviously, at Manchester City, uh, Salah, and I've gone for Torres at Manchester City. And, of course, the missing player there is Bruno Fernandes. So I will explain that in a minute. And my front three, I've gone for uh, Danny Ings. Danny Ings is a perennial of mine. I pick him every year. He does the business for me. I'm very happy with him. He's actually my vice captain. Salah's my captain this week. I've got Antonio because he's without doubt West Ham's most dangerous weapon. If they start well, he will score goals. And my little wild card option here is a promoted striker in Tony at Brentford. 
And I think Brentford are one of those feel-good factors that if they start well, they might do what Leeds did last year and go on a little run of scoring goals and entertaining people. Uh, I like Brentford. I think they're a really good team. And just my uh, my substitutes here, Raya from Brentford in goal. Um, and I've got one defender, which is Target of Aston Villa, um, Harrison at uh, Leeds United, and Dallas, who we've already mentioned, also at Leeds United. So there is a reason why I've picked that team, and I'll go through each one individually. But Hayda, what do you think of that team off the top of your head? Um, I think the obvious one, we've had this conversation already, is no Bruno Fernandes. I think <clears throat> it's a... It's a fantastic team. I'm quite surprised at the midfield. I'm surprised at not Gundogan. I'm surprised at Ferran Torres. So talk to me a little bit about Ferran Torres. He probably will play. Um, I expect him to have a good season this season, actually, as well. You know, he, he showed some glimpses last season. He'll be another season under his belt in the Premier League. But but why Ferran Torres and say, why not someone like Phil Foden? Okay, well, Phil Foden's injured. That's why I didn't pick him. Okay. So that's first score. That makes sense. So- that makes sense. So the reason why I picked Torres is that this season at Manchester City, and as he did last year, is he is going to play as number nine or as a false nine. So he has been playing through the preseason games. It's quite clear that Pep loves him. He fits Pep's system. If Pep had bought Harry Kane, I would not be picking Ferran Torres because Ferran Torres is not going to play minutes. The choice really for City is to either play Torres or Jesus. And I think that I'm not interested in Jesus as a striker, you know, in terms of picking me up points. He will play maybe at points through the season and score points, no doubt about it. But I don't really, he doesn't fit the way I want to kind of play the game. And someone like Torres, for me, it's about saving money in the early weeks. Now, some people will be like, why are you trying to save money, Rob? That's ridiculous. So the team that you can see there up on there that I read out, obviously, for the guys on Spotify, but for you guys on YouTube, you can see it. The reason why I've picked this team is that I have four million pounds in the bank. Yeah, which is mad. Why so have I've I used got... all my money? I'm, yeah, I'm so four hundred million. So why have I got four million pounds in the bank? Two words: Romelu Lukaku. So when Romelu Lukaku becomes available next week, I won't have to. If I want to bring him into my team, I won't have to do any kind of big moving around. I could just drop out a striker. So I might be able to say drop out Antonio or Ings. One of those two guys might get might get an injury first week. You never know. So it's kind of an easy pick then. But for me, it, picking Bruno with that extra four million would have meant that I could have gone, say, with Gundogan, Salah and Bruno. And that's an easy choice. There's no doubt about that. But for whatever reason, if it doesn't work for Bruno at United in the early weeks, and we don't know, I, I always think that straight after preseason is a bad time because... You know, Bruno scored that brilliant goal in preseason, didn't he? Put it in the top corner and you kind of go, he's off. He's going to be off doing that same stuff again. It doesn't surprise me if people pick Bruno Fernandes like you did, but I've gone for Torres. So it means I've got that four million in my pocket. And for me, Lukaku is going to be potentially maybe... The top, top he's going to be the top three in FPL this year yeah. because Chelsea have needed a goal scorer. And Werner, and like, I think even Havertz is, as a player to start the season off might be okay. But when you look at their fixtures, they're not appealing fixtures. They still might score goals, but I'm looking at it from a much more technical point of view. So for me, Ferran Torres is a risk worth taking. But say, for instance, I see the first two weeks, Torres doesn't feature, he's gone, he's out very, very quickly. And then I might be leaning towards Bruno again. But for for me, it's about saving a few pennies for Lukaku because I think he's going to be the outstanding player in FPL this year. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. And uh, I think 
you see the how much Chelsea create did create last season and how many Werner missed. If they got someone like Romelu Lukaku, he's going to put the ball away in the net. I mean, Rob, there's a question here. Antonio or Wilson? I mean, I know they're playing each other. I'd be going Antonio. I, I don't know what to expect from Newcastle this season. Wilson was was good last year. He had a really great start. But, uh, you know, with the Steve Bruce side as well, I, I'm not convinced that they'll they'll create as much opportunity for him as maybe they did. they will do for Antonio. Okay, well, as it stands, we've obviously got the uh, Premier League starting in two days' time. Um, so in that 48-hour period, unless Newcastle sign Willock, which is not a done deal at the moment, they will have made no sign-ins. So for that exact reason, I wouldn't be picking Wilson. There's no doubt Wilson is a really, really good striker. Again, one of my normal picks when he was at Bournemouth, I would pick him every year. Relatively cheap. But regular goal scorer doesn't do him a lot. Him and Ryan Fraser were a lovely. Of course, yeah. So, so Bournemouth always had those kind of little bargains and little gems in their team. Charlie Daniels, he was a good one, wasn't he? So I would, I would definitely plump for Antonio at the moment, simply because he will lead the line for for West Ham. We can assume that West Ham we will still probably be good in the opening weeks. Um, I think the Lingard factor is worth thinking about the fact that they've kind of taken this player out who got so many goals and assists in that last, you know, 15, 20 games of the season. So that could hurt Antonio. But I think when you look at the balance of the strike force, you see the three that I've picked there with Tony Ings and Antonio, uh, with Antonio, Tony and Ings, I, I've deliberately not put in a Harry Kane. Why? Harry Kane is miserable at the moment. Don't pick miserable players. He might play for he might play for Spurs, but Spurs' fixtures do not say to me, "Yep, these are going to be easy goals for Harry Kane." They've another got City. Yeah, they've got City in that run exactly, and 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 also just another player there to talk about um, is Wan Bissaka. Uh, now we talked about Luke Shaw. The reason why Wan-Bissaka is in my team is because last year, Wan-Bissaka got more points than Luke Shaw. And people will have their mouths wide open at that because obviously Luke Shaw is a provider and Wan-Bissaka is not. But Wan-Bissaka was part of more clean sheets for Manchester United. He also got higher player ratings in terms of bonus points. And he also got the same amount of of assists as Luke Shaw. So we talk on the masterclass about Wambasaka needing to get more assists, and he does. He got five last year, but Luke Shaw also only got five. And that means in, in terms of FPL, he scored something like 25 more points. I think he was the fourth or fifth highest defender rated for points in FPL last season. So he's only beaten by the real elites of uh, kind of we talked there about Cresswell. We talked about the guys who take set pieces. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I think Ruben Diaz was below Wambasaka in terms of points. So that's why I've picked him and not Luke Shaw. And it's also, just to have a little angle, at the, another angle at that, Rob, it also shows that obviously United had Tellez as well on that left-hand side. So yeah. you know, quality coming in meant that Luke Shaw, while Tellez didn't hit the heights we thought he would, but Tellez was still a better replacement, let's say, at right back, uh, sorry, at left back for Luke Shaw. And thinking about it now, you know, if United don't go and sign someone like Trippier, I know we're, go we're going now into the masterclass realms, but if that is the case, and let's say it is someone like Dallow, the question is, you know, I mean, Brandon Williams isn't necessarily trusted. So that is that is that is another reason possibly. Wambasaka will play more often than not because of the fact that there isn't an understudy for him that is as good on the left-hand side as Tellez is to Shaw, if that makes sense. Yes, and, and if Wambasaka can marry up anything with Jaden Sancho or even uh, Greenwood on that right-hand side, he will benefit from that, from getting more service with the ball. 
getting it into the box. And I think with Wan-Bissaka, it is more about that. It's about playing the role as opposed to just the delivery. Like we can talk about his delivery till we're blue in the face. But if he got five assists last year, he's not doing too many things wrong. So if he got seven this year, just two more or eight, we'd all, I think at United would be very, very happy with that. But it's about balance and making sure that you've got players in there. You just mentioned Tellez. And Tellers would have been the classic mistake that fans would have made on game week one last year because they all would have gone, we've bought Tellers, he gets hundreds of assists, he scores penalties and he scores free kicks. I'm going to pick him and I'm not going to pick Luke Shaw. I can guarantee you that last year, probably oh, less yeah. than 1% of players had Luke Shaw in their team. So th that's where you've also got to be careful. Just look at what's happening week to week. You talked about American players at the top of the show. Uh, luckily enough, obviously, America, in America and places like that, you get to see every game. So you can see all these players and what they're doing. Whereas in England, you might only get to see the Sky games or the BT games. So you get a more limited snapshot. So you have to kind of, if you're not a United fan, you have to kind of watch what's happening at the football club if you want to pick Wan-Bissaka. That's something very, very different if you don't support that team. Cancelo, you mentioned uh, earlier on, saying what a great player he is. Um, he, I think he only got something like, 20 points or more than Wamasaka. And yet Cancelo will play in midfield. He will play behind strikers. He will take set pieces. And he's still only got what is kind of derisory amount of points more than someone like Wamasaka, who we all think is a defensive player. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Rob, I'm just yeah. going to quickly mention um the sort of differences I have in my team. So I went for 4 4 2. Yeah. So in mid, sorry, in goalkeeper, I went for Martinez. And uh, we've mentioned in uh, length and why we think Villa's players are a good place to go for. In the fence, I went for Luke Shaw instead of Wan-Bissaka. So I went four at the back. I went Kufal. You went for Cresswell. So we both went for West Ham players. I think that's a sensible thing to do. You have target on the bench. I've started target. There's always a risk, isn't there? You have a goalkeeper and defender from the same team. Um, and that was that's still in my mind. You know, I have got Dallas on the bench. Oh, well, he's a midfielder now, but I've got Hoover as well, you know, that plays for Wolves. I've watched him a few times in preseason. He seems to be playing. Um, so that one's still one I have to think, have a think about. And then I went for Simicast as well. My midfield is fairly similar. So I went for Salah as captain. Gundogan's in there as well. I went for Bruno Fernandes. Um, there's no point in us talking about why, because it's logical. But he is now 12 million. So he's one of the premium players now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went for Mason Mount. Now, I was thinking about Madison because Leicester have a nice run, so that still might be a change I make. But Mason Mount will be integral to everything Chelsea do. I think that he will be um, a good attacking option. And uh, I feel like I wanted to put a Chelsea player in there as well, because I think while they haven't got the most favourable run, a game against Palace, I believe at home, is, is a game I expect them to win. And then up front, I went for Danny Ings as well. I was thinking about Watkins. There's been questions about Watkins. I, I, think, I think I saw Watkins was a doubt. Am I, am I correct in that? He's injured. Yeah, he's injured. so he, yeah. I don't think he'd be playing. Um, and I went for Ian Nacho against Wolves, and uh, we mentioned getting a Leicester player in there. So yeah. it's a fairly similar team. I mean, any thoughts on, on my team? I, I think you're uh, probably going to pick out Mason Mount as someone, perhaps. Mace, yeah, Mason Mount was originally in my team, um, ahead of Torres, uh, when before I kind of rejigged it for the 12th time. And the reason why I did that was that I kind of looked into Chelsea's preseason, and because Mount's been involved with England, he's not been involved with the initial preseason team. So I don't know if he started tonight for for Chelsea in the Super Cup because that will give you an indication as to whether he is fit for the first game of the season. But I think there was a feeling 
around the if he does play that he will start from the bench so that was the only reason why I didn't pick him you're right he will be integral to Chelsea this season but I think his value will go up when you've got Lukaku in front of him yeah. So at the moment, while he's got Havertz in front of him or Werner, they might still have the same issues that had last year. There was still no doubt, like um, Mason Mount is 7.5 million. But at 7.5 million, you want returns. So Torres, I think, is also 7 or 7.5 million. And the reason why I've picked him is that if he if he plays, he will score. That's kind of the way I look at it. Rob, here's, here's it, a comment here. So it looks like Ziyech has been very, very good, actually. I mean, he scored tonight. Yeah. Um, he's had a really good preseason, so he's injured. So uh, Mount, Mount did not start today, but he probably will now that Ziyech is injured. So he could be like a bit of match fitness. Ziyech was in the predicted Chelsea team for the first day of the season, but obviously if he's got an injury now, then that changes that. But I don't know if Mount and Ziyech fit in the same position if Chelsea play maybe the formation that they probably ended not. the season. Exactly. So I think that is the issue, is that I think the Tuchel will look for pace down the sides and you will more likely see Werner moved wide and Havertz play as a false nine. And if they do that, that means that whoever you pick in your Chelsea team, like I didn't pick any Chelsea players because they run into a kind of sticky patch through that opening six. They're not, it's not a bad start to the season for them. And I just think that they've got a target on their back because they're European champions and they might not be the finished article for a few weeks of the season until they get Lukaku in place. When they get Lukaku in place, I expect them to be title challengers. But I think in the opening weeks of the season, I think Chelsea are a risky team to pick from. And there are clubs who we've highlighted have that much better opening three-game run than Chelsea do. But that's the only reason why I wouldn't pick pick him at the moment because he was injured uh, coming back from England um, and there is that problem with Chelsea will they be very defensive in the opening weeks of the season just to kind of get through until Lukaku's in the team wouldn't surprise me at all Rob but mm -hmm. um, look we've we've come near the end Rob but um, let's just talk a little bit about uh, you know sort of what there is to come as well with this show and let's also talk about we'll have the masterclass and then we've got a couple of new listeners here so do do subscribe we have the Manchester United tactical show on Sunday so we'll be doing that and Rob you've got an exciting show called the Robcast coming up so give the listeners a little bit of a, a brief on that yeah the next show obviously coming from us guys will be your normal masterclass we are going to be doing them the day after games now generally obviously we we will still go live when we can the big issue obviously is that I'm at all the games so now we're getting past the world of COVID I will be attending these matches it'll be much more difficult for us to to sit in front of our screens here and to do a live masterclass however we're not going to stop doing the masterclass. We love all of your feedback and everything that you've said about the show. We're very humbled by that. And we just obviously want to carry that on. But we'll be doing it live the following day. So we will do a live masterclass on Sunday. Uh, United will play, obviously, Leeds on Saturday. And fingers crossed we can talk about a good performance from Manchester United when we go live on Sunday. Or you can watch, obviously, on pay or playback. Uh, the two shows that we've got going, obviously, now also coming up, the FPL Masterclass that we've done tonight for you, and we hope you've enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed that you're putting your, um, your teams in, because I think that that adds some spice to the show. It's supposed to be about you guys. That's why we wanted to do this show. It's not a, it's not a schmooze fest of Rob bragging about the players he's picking. I'm just actually trying to give some information out there about how I pick my team. And if you want to pick into that, fantastic. And you can always question us on that. And it's also about Hader, but we're also going to have lots of guests on the show, which will make it a bit more of a topical view. 
But the other thing that I will be doing, which I have spoken about uh, very recently, is the United Robcast. And that's going to be a kind of 20-minute podcast every two or three days. I think at the moment it's going to be a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It will go live on Twitter. We're hopefully going to go live on Twitch as well. And half of that show is going to be a little bit about rumours and gossip and transfers and about what's going on at the football club, what you guys are talking about on Twitter and addressing that. And then the other half will be about my opinion about some of that stuff and about what's real, what's not real, what should you pay attention to and what should you put in the bin. So the Robcast will be kind of 20 minutes for you to just be able to listen to it, going to work every day or just before bed or if you're having your dinner. It's supposed to be a real bite-sized podcast for you to enjoy nothing too heavy Uh, and that will be myself going solo here on our masterclass channel and you'll be able to watch it on any platform that you use yeah absolutely look it's it's really exciting time for us rob you know you you listeners are the reason why we've been able to expand and to to do some different shows um there's gonna be so much more great content coming on and we'll make sure that each bit of content is a little bit different as well rob you know we we aren't just gonna have the masterclass every single week you won't see me on this show every single week rob's got Rob's got some exciting people lined up, uh, you know, some people that, you know, you perhaps wouldn't listen to on a day-to-day, you know, and it's going to be exciting. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Rob, as you can see across the bottom as well, we have got that code, haven't we? So uh, what's your final say? Because the next time we do do this show, we'll be one week in. So what's your final say to all those people that are going to be trying to take your crown off you? Uh, well, well, I'm just reading a comment there and they're saying, Rob, have you ever considered becoming a football manager? Well, I have been a football club chairman. So there you go. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. But yes, I, I have done my coaching badges when anyone asks about these questions. Um, <laughs> so you do know what a double that you didn't make the double pivot. I have read a coaching manual. I have read a coaching manual. That's obviously annoying. Certain, certain people. <laughs> Um, English so. double pivot, which is a, which is just a double pivot in England. That's all you have to really know about it. Um, sorry, what, any my closing thoughts, Hayda? Is that what you said? Yeah. So, what's what's your what's your thoughts? Uh, what's your final sort of uh, rallying cry against the people trying to take that crown off you for the league? Oh, look, look, the FPL is a bit of fun, yeah. And the reason why we do the show is to kind of just share some of those tactics. So, we've become known for that. None of these shows that we do are going to be shouty, screamy, fan cammy. There's going to be no tears. You're not ever going to come on our channel and see anything of maybe, say, the classical stuff that you will get on other, say, fan channels. We are not technically a fan channel, though we obviously you guys will watch our content and obviously fan channel content. What you'll find is that we'll try and bring you something a little bit more calmer, a bit more salient, a little bit more focused on the game. And the FPL Masterclass really kind of marries up nicely with the Masterclass is that it is about tactics formulas trying to find a way to improve your team every week and and maybe just giving you a few hints and tips that you won't see in the mainstream like lots of the mainstream guys they'll talk this week harry kane's going to score your points vardy's going to score your points well of course they will but will people be talking about players like tony you know as we just said there will they be saying that no pick wambasaka and not luke shaw almost every mainstream platform will be telling you to pick Luke Shaw. So we'll give you a little bit of a different edge, but we're not also going to bring any bravado to that. We're just giving you ideas and hopefully you'll enjoy what we put in front of you. Yeah, just answer Cohen's question. No, I will be. I will still be on the Masterclass. Don't worry. The Masterclass is just myself and Rob every single week. So don't worry. That's saying the same. For this show, though, the FPL Masterclass, um, I won't be on every week. There'll be different faces as well. And, uh, you know, we'll just change it up a bit because, you know, I'm sure you guys are probably 
at times bored of myself and just myself and Rob. So we are bringing new faces in and we are bringing people in. Who can but if it's something. a demand for Haydar, then Haydar can be here as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, if, if you want yeah, him, look, tell him. If, if you want me, tell me. Just tweet me or, or, or message <laughs> me. So, But look, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for this. It's something different. It was great fun, Rob. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking about it in a much more... Um, bit more of a laid back way as well and um i'll be coming for you this year and i'm going to make sure that i'm going to be on it with my team so uh thank you very much for listening guys make sure you join the league it's 2rg2dx and we will see you next time this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network sports social podcast network with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.